Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Being aware of awareness practice. There'll be three bells. One in just a moment. One midway through. And a final bell an hour from now. So it's a very simple thing that we're willing and desirous of and committed to doing for this hour. Just simply allowing attention to land on the natural alive awareness that is present. by noticing that something's noticing everything. That there's this awake, aware, alive, vibrant knowingness. It's just quietly present. So read a little bit from Helen Hamilton's uh, book, Dissolving the Ego, chapter eight, which is noticing the sense of being. This aliveness, this beingness. She writes, each moment we can look at our mind and see that it is always trying to get somewhere, become something. In the usual state of mind, there's always an intention to get more of something, to get rid of something, or to sustain, sustain a nice experience, or be free of an unpleasant one. When we are mature enough in our pathway, we can see that what we call mind 
is really a constant stream of commentary on how things are and how things should be. Our mind is not able to see the perfection that is already here. And as such, it's always chasing some imaginary perfect endpoint at which we live in peace. For us to reach this imaginary endpoint, our mind is looking for the perfect set of circumstances when it can finally let go of needing to change anything. So it's very, very simple, but radical proposition. That step one is just to let everything be just like it is. And for me to actually do that genuinely, it usually involves looking directly at and acknowledging what I can see that there's mental commentary about wanting to change. what I'd like to be different, who I'd like to be different and how I'd like them to be different, and how I'd like to be different from the world, circumstances, our bodies. And there's just no end to that which mind would like to make up a story about that needs to be different, should be different, would, better, would be better if it were different. And so we are expressly not trying to get rid of that. <laughs> We're simply inviting in the acceptance that it's here. That's what's happening. Stories in the head are running. A little tightness in the body, you know, around the heart, around the gut. Maybe we just check in to, to kind of our nervous systems and our viscera, our body. and Notice if there's holdings or tightness. Check to see whether there's a concomitant story in the mind about how that sucks that it's like that or it shouldn't be or we'd like it to be different. Is that present? Can we bring some acceptance to that? Can we let that be?
So Helen goes on to write that anytime we hold an intention in our mind, it causes a subtle tension within us. It is really an energetic attitude that everything is not all right, just as it is. Our mind or sense of being something or someone is always trying to become more, greater, freer, lighter, and on and on it goes. No matter what temporary state we may achieve, we will always want more. Okay, so here's the good news. There is something, however, that is not trying, doing, becoming, reaching or wanting. It does not need, desire, transcend or let go of anything. We can begin to notice that our human mind is always trying to get or get rid of something. And yet our beingness is just being. It is perfectly and effortlessly just being. Not being someone, just being. It is not even being peaceful. It is just being. It just is. It just exists and it is perfect. It's not even concerned with being perfect or trying to be more perfect as it has no ideas or preconceptions. It is not an argument with reality at all. It is reality. Mind is a movement against how things are, a rejection of what already is manifesting in some way. And when we begin to get a taste of this effortless being, that is our true nature. When we see that every intention or desire we have is really a denial of what is already here. And in seeing this deeply, we can begin to let go of intentions and allow what is already here to begin to reveal itself. So maybe we check that out for ourselves. There's, if it is so that there's just this beingness in the background that just is. And whether that state of aliveness is in fact effortless. When we check our direct experience right now, if it's true, always, it's gotta be true now, right? Is this sense of beingness effortless? Or is there some effort being made?
And if in fact we can sense into this effortless beingness that's present, perhaps we can see that all effort, any effort, effort itself, the very idea of effort must be of mind. Mm, must be of the, the fundamental presumption that I am not whole right now. I am not complete and I need to either go get something, an outcome, or get rid of something, a different outcome, to then be complete and be whole. And within the story of what I don't have and how I'll get it, between point A and point B is effort. We can look right at the sense of beingness and check, is, is there any effort to it, within it? What's looking right now is effortlessly looking, effortlessly being, effortlessly taking in everything. And yet, even though that taking in can feel active, depending on, you know, how rapid the stimuli is and the quality of it, quantity of it. That which takes it in, this sense of beingness, it's perfectly still, is it not? Perfectly silent effortlessly being. So what if we, you know, really genuinely allowed to be all ideas about what should be different and just let them be, just didn't get involved with them. We just fall back to this place of pure beingness, 
It doesn't need us to root it on. It doesn't need us to clear the road for it to do more being. <laughs> it doesn't need us to weed the garden. doesn't need an overseer. We can retire as overlord. You know, and it's, it's not to say that efforting is bad. It's just to say, it's not what we are. It's just to say, it's not necessary to our essence. Our essence has and will keep essencing. as the fiction of needing to effort plays in and out. And we simply let whatever's happening happen. And in so doing, we're acknowledging that how it is right now is how it is. Nothing we can do will change how life has already shown up for us in this moment. And as Helen Hamilton says, we just be with no intention to do anything about our state. And each time we notice attention has gone back to thoughts and trying to change something about our experience, we can simply drop in and rest in the beingness itself as being.
So as we contemplate you know, the pointings of chapter eight of Alan Hamilton's book, Dissolving the Ego. In this chapter, and all the ones we've studied, she's pointing to another way to tune into our essence. To awareness and to the noumenon that which itself is not a phenomenon, doesn't come and go, doesn't arise and fall, doesn't have a beginning and an end. But it, which is not an it, but that's the limitation of language, is that by which all phenomena is known. All sounds, smells, touch, taste, all the sights and all that gets fed in through the nervous system. So the essence of what we are. And in this chapter, we're tuning in by noticing the sense of being. Can cognize the, the, the happening. Mind looks outward, gets something, some other state, more different, next, next, next. And that there's something that's not trying, not doing, not becoming, not grasping, not reaching. And that does not need to transcend doesn't need to let go. And we can notice both things going on. We can notice that our human mind is always trying to get rid of something or get something else in its place. And yet our, our beingness is just being. Is perfectly and effortlessly just being. And not being someone, not being something, just being. And as Helen Hamilton writes, it's not even being peaceful. It is just being. It just is. It just exists and is perfect. And it's not concerned with being perfect or trying to be perfect or more perfect because it has no ideas, preconceptions, judgments, comparisons. It has no there. It posits as better than here. It is here and here and here and here. It is not in argument with reality because it is reality. 
it's seeing that mind is a movement against how things are, a rejection of what's already here. You can't resist something that's not present. <laughs> can't reject something that hasn't already come to be. So how we tune into this is we notice that there's an effortlessness, a beingness, an aliveness. She says, at first, it may take a conscious noticing that we are trying to get somewhere, that there is tension in the mind or the body, and to let it be. Not trying to let anything go, that's efforting. We're noticing. It is. And there's not really a need to quarrel with it. As soon as we totally allow ourselves to simply be as we are in this moment, there will be a relaxation occurring in the mind. And there will be a relaxation occurring in the body. Mind may always be trying to resist what is happening. But we do not have to resist that resistance. We can simply make the higher choice to let it be. So she writes, if, if there's a wish for the mind to be quiet, we can note that it is there. Acknowledge it, fully allow it to be. It is natural and normal for us to want to end suffering and to have peace. But we must realize that fighting a noisy mind is only gonna make it worse. That would be mind, fighting mind, right? You can feel the efforting in that. And all efforting is of mind. The beingness has already allowed it all. It's already here. The resistance, the resisting it, the efforting to not resist it, the whole ball of wax. We don't try to untangle it. We don't try to pick certain strands that we like and others we have to let go. The entire thing gets to stay just like it is. By making that higher choice to let it be, if it's available, we just fall back a little bit. I can feel that even saying those words brings a spontaneous, deeper breath to the belly. Nothing to let go. Every single thing to let be. Along with mind saying it shouldn't be. Mind saying it shouldn't still be. <laughs> or mind saying it's going to come back. It's not really gone. You know, allowing mind to do what mind does, which is kind of sort of flip out about what is. Like a, like a little child running about trying to get our attention. We can notice we don't have to effort to ignore it, We're not pushing it away. We're certainly not pretending like it's not here. 
Oh, it's here. <laughs> Just look at the resistance. It's already here. We're allowing all of it to be. We're allowing the discomfort. We're allowing the judgment. We're allowing the resistance. Allowing the self-judgment about the fact that we're resisting the judgment. Just leaning back out of it a little bit. Letting the energies play out. Not getting involved. So as the beingness itself, we can simply be and make no effort to control whatever's occurring. We can become indifferent to whatever's going on in our mind and simply observe Observing is passive and by its very nature, allowing.
We simply let whatever's happening happen. And we are acknowledging that how it is right now <laughs> is how it is. And nothing we can do will change how life has already shown up for us in this moment. We just be with no intention to do anything about our state. Just really allowing that egoic sense of identity to relax. Miranda McPherson's key point is this ego relaxation. But we have to see it, right? So then allow it to be. Whatever we do not see, whatever awareness doesn't land on, just goes into the system and is believed automatically. So we are in the seeing and let be business. Or we are in the hearing and let be business. <laughs> Is there a cacophony of machines getting underway with the meditation center? So I can sense this you know, flurry of mind chatter about preferring to hear the birds, not the mowers. I can feel the preconception of preference. Even in the body, there's just a little tightness. So the practice is just becoming indifferent to whatever is going on in our mind and simply observe. Observing is passive and by its very nature, allowing. I don't know if you can hear this as loud as I can, but the mind chatter about how these noises are disruptive to meditation is just nonstop. And I can see the advantage to the practice having something like this. <laughs> because boy, do I have something to observe. <laughs> Just 
and we become indifferent to whatever is going on in our mind when we simply observe. The beingness has no problem with it. The beingness is just being. Maybe we check that out for ourselves. The contrast between the restful, peaceful, relaxed beingness and the mind that says no, no, no. as the beingness itself. We can simply be and make no effort to control whatever is occurring. We can become indifferent to whatever is going on in our mind and simply observe. Observing is passive and by its very nature allowing 